Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, with my main man, Grayson Boone. And we had two first-round exits. Not one, but two first-round exits. Grayson and I are going to talk everything that happened during these games and everything that didn't happen that ended us up out of these tournaments. Grayson, are you ready to talk about this? I'm ready. Just as just as early as it was here, gone in a flash. You know, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you this. This was a this was a tough day. Both teams. You know, everybody loves Friday. Friday didn't love us back. But don't worry. We're gonna tell you exactly what happened on today's episode of Locked On Wolfpack. You are locked on NC State. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Grayson, two teams, two losses. We'll get to these games in chronological order. The men's game happened first. Creighton was the higher seed. But we had every reason to believe that we had a shot there and we did have a shot there. We had moments where we found ourselves leading in the second half and yet Creighton and Kalkbrenner were too much for us. Tell me your initial thoughts on the loss that we suffered in the first round of Creighton. It's, it's very frustrating because we were there most of the game, despite how poorly I thought we were playing. Mm -hmm. You kept looking up the scoreboard. We were still there. Yeah. The first half, they should have stomped us, quite yes. frankly, in the first half. Absolutely. And we were right there. We were right there next to them. And the second half, more of the same, because every person on NC State not named Terquavion Smith, I'm not sure they knew that we were playing on Friday. The rest of yeah. us knew. We, yeah. we were all tuned in. We were ready, ready to go, ready to watch the game. Not sure that uh, we knew we could play five-on-five five instead of five-on-one. Mm -hmm. So, Gregor Smith showed up. Um, outside of him, didn't really have much. I mean, Keats was on the sidelines, so he was there. But the rest of the guys maybe would, better off in the locker room. I, I would argue Casey Marcel showed up. I would say everybody not capacity. named I – would, I would say everybody not named to Quaven or Casey, I, you got some splaining to do. I mean, like, if we look at the rest of the starting lineup outside of, okay, let's put it like this. So Quaven and Casey, 16 of 33, okay? The rest, 16 to 33 for 41 points, all right? The other three players in the starting lineup went a whopping and astounding 7 for 29 with a grand total of 28 points. So I, I want to put this in perspective. The rest of the starting lineup combined had less points than Jaquavian Smith. And that's that's a lot of heavy lifting in that stat from Jarkel Joyner. I think if you really want to break it down, Jack Clark and DJ Burns combined for five points. Yeah. That that will more often than not win you zero games. Not but just in the tournament, not just in the regular season. Anytime that will likely result in an L and it did, but you know what? And, and here's, so here's what I come away from this game looking at and saying: 
I knew that DJ Burns was going to have problems with Cogbringer. We the writing was on the wall, and we were reading. We, we talked about it before the game. We specifically said this is the first time that he's going to see a really good rim protector and probably one-on-one coverage for a majority of the game. And he did, and it, he struggled. And it, it's so unfortunate because, I mean, you can't criticize DJ for going to what was working. But all season, again, I can count on one hand how many times I can remember him finishing over his right shoulder. I can count on both hands the amount of times that he probably did if I go back and watch the entire season. So it's like, you know, you give one of the best shot blockers in the nation um, – the ability to know where you're going and it's going to be tough. And, and, you know, it's the, again, the first thing I look at everybody not named to Quavian or Casey, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. I mean, it, 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 it's not just that DJ Burns didn't show up offensively. It's that defensively, you know, we don't expect that much, but man, there were some fouls in there that were just like, and granted, some of the fouls on him were very ticky tack. And, and I'll get to that in a second. But some of the fouls that he took where there's no denying it was a foul were so ugly. Ebenezer Dewana, same situation in terms of when DJ gets in foul trouble, you have to come in and give us something, something. In 16 minutes of play, what do we get from Ebenezer? Um, two points, 0 for 1 from the field two rebounds, no other stats, four personal fouls. You got to give us something, dude. You you got to. I mean, we need something from you. And then on the other end, what did their big do? A career high, 31 points, 11 of 14 from the field, even triple from the free throw line, seven rebounds, two assists, three blocks. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a, be a tough time it's always going to be a tough time when we're allowing one of their guys to go off for 30 when we're allowing four of their guys to be in double digits when we're allowing a situation where i mean like you said we played atrocious in the first half and we were still right there and we just could never close the gap it's and so touching back on the first half it's amazing how we were able to keep it as close as we were because terquavion picked up two quick fouls mm-hmm. and i tweeted this immediately but it was the exact kind of start that NC State could not afford to happen. Right. And like immediately it was like, oh boy, it's right. it's looking like one of these games. And credit to Keats for trusting uh T to stay in the game with two two quick fouls and stay in and be productive. And again, credit to T for maintaining himself not to escalate what was already a bad situation. He was mm-hmm. able to single-handedly keep us afloat by scoring mm-hmm. essentially all of our points in the first half and yeah. managed to not put more damage on himself and fouling again, which we've seen happen plenty of times this year where he gets lazy or maybe just a mental lapse and a very cheap foul, and then all of a sudden we are in a horrible spot. Absolutely. He did that to start the game, but he managed to limit it the rest of that first half, and so we were able to stay in the race, but just, it was so irritating there late in the second half when both Duana and Burns picking up their third and fourth fouls, like almost simultaneously. And I'm looking around, I'm like, well, geez, like 
is Isaiah Miranda available? Who are we going to run out here? Because otherwise, Kalkbrenner is going to go for 60 points. Like, and, we're going to have nobody to stick in the paint. And, and at times, that's what it felt like. But it's just you, – you knew you knew coming into the game, because we mentioned this on the, the, the prior episode, Creighton plays good defense without fouling. And yeah. while some of the fouls were hit or miss, I don't think there was a humongous disparity. We fouled 18 times. They fouled 14. But I, I, I actually do. I actually do. I think that some of those foul calls were like absolutely atrocious. Some and, of them and, I'm, and I'm going to say this. I'm not a guy who will blame the official. And I promise you, I promise you, Wolfpack Nation, listen to how we talk about the women's game. I promise you, if you hear us say anything about officiating, I'll give you a million dollars. I will. I promise you, Grayson and I will come together, make a bunch of GoFundMes, sell feet picks on Feet Finder or something. We'll do whatever we need to do to get you the million dollars. But we're not the type of guys that every loss is on the official. But Mike Miller's son tore his ankle up, landing on Trapavian Smith's ankle on a jump shot. There was no call. There's a video of one of Creighton's defenders holding Jarkel Joyner with both hands around he's doing, his way. He's doing the conga line. Young man, this is not a middle school dance. You did not leave room for Jesus between you two, number one. And number two, you can't hold a guy like that. And then I did find it very interesting that even the announcers, uh, I believe it was it was Avery Johnson and um, uh, uh, I, I cannot remember his name for the life of me. He played at Michigan State, played for the Hawks. Uh, was it Steve Smith? Is it is it Steve Smith? I think it is Steve Smith, yeah. Steve Smith was the uh, other announcer, and they were talking about the third and fourth foul that DJ Burns picked up. Avery Johnson said, and I kid you not, verbatim, let's see what uh, DJ did on that foul. Did he extend his elbow or something? And then he literally just went silent as the tape rolled because you saw nothing. You saw literally nothing. He grabbed the rebound. Caught Brenner goes down. You don't see any contact of any sort. And it's just like, Okay, and then the, the announcer gets silent and move to the next moment. And then after that, the fourth foul that happens, Avery Johnson says, mm, I mean, I guess I could see it. Steve Smith interjects with, that was a touch. That is not a foul. And then Avery Johnson says, well, are they giving them reputation fouls? That's nonsense. You can't have that. You cannot have that. And let me tell you why that's so bad. Grayson, you work in logistics. I'm a tech recruiter. I can't pass people through the system and say, hey, he worked at Tesla. He worked at Google. She worked at Amazon. She'll be a great worker. I don't need to see anything else. Let's send her to the next round. My company will look at me like, are you okay? I don't care what the reputation is. You have to talk to the, you have to do your job. If you trust it, oh yeah, everybody, dispatch is going to do what they're supposed to do. I don't need to talk to them at all. That that dispatch team over there, they're so good. I don't need to call them. I don't need to check. What? No, you would get fired. They would get rid of you. And apparently Commissioner Phillips was on the sideline shaking or was in the stand shaking his head saying this is terrible. And to him, I'd say, where do you think the reputation came from, buddy? Where do you think? <clears throat> so, I mean, don't get me wrong. There were multiple things happening at once. I don't think the officiating was anywhere near good or fair. But again, I think that we play too poorly to just blame the officiating. Right. I, I think that... Two things happened at once. Everybody not named Traquavion or Casey was bad, and the officiating didn't do us any favors. For sure. Yeah, and I mean, I I mentioned this before when we were breaking down the preview. Relying on Creighton to basically play poorly was not something you could rely on. Yeah. Well, guess yeah. what? 
I think they played fairly poorly. They did. They did. They shot three of 20 from three. You cannot find many instances of that, of, of, of them shooting that poorly throughout the season. So we even had that going for us. But I'll we tell just, you, we're not but, able to capitalize. But I'll tell you, and like, yes, Creighton did miss some some open ones, sure. But our perimeter defense in that first half was it was excellent. It was that there, there were guys we did not allow a lot of dribble, dribble penetration, and the buckets that Creighton was getting were tough. They were contested mid rangers, and it's like those are the shots that if a team hits that on you, you tip your cap and go try to get a bucket back on the other end. You know what I mean? Those aren't the buckets that make you so mad you got to call a timeout and say, what are we doing? What are we doing? The, the the buckets that they were getting were extremely tough. And then down the stretch, again, we just did not have any offensive performance from anybody else. I mean, you know, and it's it's sad because the way that – the way that there was a complete and utter role reversal out of what we've seen out of basically the last month or so in which Jarkel was the hot one, Terquavion was the one that we were like, please, please, my brother in Christ, passing is an option. Passing is an option. The way that it, it basically just flipped and on this situation. And another thing that I noticed, not only that Terquavion had a majority of the points, but it was also that I don't believe that we had an assist in the first half. We did not. Like, you you can't win like that. You can't win like that for a multitude of reasons. Number one, that says that you're not getting out in transition because the easiest place to get assists is on the break. You're going to have a man advantage, and that's where the ball will move faster than the defender, and boom, you get somebody behind. Easy. But, you know, that's just, again, this was a tough 72-63 loss, um, and for anybody who bet on NC State uh, plus five, sorry. Sorry, you know, we we did not tell you to take that bet, though. So just just letting you know that there um, that's that's the reality of what we're looking at. It was a great season, tough loss, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, But I got to tell you one of the good things about March Madness, and that is that the built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar puff and now is your time to make it count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites you know that you'll be voting for a delicious bar regardless of which one you vote for. And if you want your team to win, you'll be voting for that bar that correlates with your team to support them. Support your bar. Support the pub. And when you vote, you um, – I'm sorry. When you vote for your favorite bar, you will be entered into a drawing for a a to be one in 50 Locked On listeners who get a free box of Bill. Not only that, one lucky Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have the to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and the, and the macros are amazing as well. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff. And pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. So, Grayson, we've got to talk about the women's game now, okay? Because one game, we were the lower-seeded team. And, you know, you you, you, you kind of saw that coming. You expected it to happen. But then when you look at the women's game, we played a Harvard – I'm sorry, a Princeton team that was on a 14-game winning streak. But – we extended it out to 15 with some very lackluster play down the stretch. 
What are your thoughts from the, coming away from this game? Lackluster about sums it up. So this game very quickly turned into uh, the PG version of you mess around mm. and you find out. Mm. And boy, did we find out. This was a clinic of how to hand a game away late in the fourth quarter. An yeah. absolute clinic. So if that's what we're going for, hats off to Westmore and the ladies. You did great. But in far, as far as closing a game out, absolutely pitiful. Absolutely mm-hmm. pitiful. The way, not just turning the ball over, but the way we were turning the ball over late in the fourth, not even getting any shots up. I believe you were talking about it, the last minute, minute and a half. The last minute, 49 five. seconds. Last minute and 49 seconds. Good Lord. Final four possessions go as follows. Turnover, turnover, turnover. Um, the time expires. So. Yeah, Good Lord. I mean, if you if you expect to win, again, not just in the not just in the postseason, in the regular season, preseason mm-hmm. tournament, you name it. If you play like that, you're gonna lose. Yeah. Yeah. And Princeton, I mean, like we said, coming into this game, this is a game we have the better athletes, mm-hmm. we have the better coach, we have the better program. Go out and take care of business. And mm-hmm. we fumbled the bag. That's really the only way to slice it here. We fumbled the bag. Credit to Princeton. They, in the end, they deserved to win because they wanted it and they fought hard enough to get it. We mm-hmm. were content with just messing around long enough and hoping that we'd escape with the win. Well, messed around and found out. So yep. now, now, as you know, we talked about this last episode, we have an up and down season where this team still has the potential to make, you know, some kind of noise and rewrite all the, all the mess that we've gone through this year. You made it worse. <laughs> you made it worse. You, you know, you, had, I, you were cooking, you were cooking pasta. It caught on fire. And what you did was you dumped more oil on it. And now your whole kitchen's on fire. Congratulations. I, I look at this game and I say to myself, it's a microcosm of the season. It is. It's a microcosm of the season. Because again, I am, <clears throat> I am not a guy to blame outside factors um, often. And this was a game where the players on the court just did not execute at a high level or at any type of of decent level. And let me tell you why. This is how I know that Westmore put them in positions to win, but they didn't. In terms of field goal percentage, we had a 49% field goal percentage. They had 33% field goal percentage. In terms of three-point shooting percentage, we had a 40% field goal, three-point field goal percentage. They had a 30.8 field goal percentage. In terms of free throw percentage, they had 76.9. We had 69.2. What is West supposed to do when you get to the free throw line? What is he supposed to do there? I don't understand it. What? what I, mm. And then in terms of turnovers, we had 20 to their nine. And that was the ball game right there. 20 to their nine. We got our biggest lead of the game late in the game. It looked like we were going to escape by the hairs on our chinny chin chin. But I noticed, I knew, and I I wanted to tweet about this, but I said, I don't want to jinx it. When I saw that we broke their press that they ran, because their press wasn't very good against our ball. It didn't do much. When they ran that press, 
and we broke it. And we had a three-on-one, and we held the ball. I want to say we were up by, like, five at the time. And we held the ball. And it had to be, like, in the last two to three minutes. Instead of attacking and getting a bucket. In my mind, I said, that bucket is probably going to be the difference. Because we're not going to see an opportunity that good again. We're not going to see an opportunity that good again. And I don't know if the amount of points we have right now is going to be enough to win. And oddly enough, I think we scored maybe one more basket after that. And I I thought to myself, hey, friends, I know y'all probably don't listen to this show, but did y'all not hear what we said about Boston College? The clock cannot beat your opponent. You must do it. If it is to be, it is up to me. You have to look yourself in the eye and say, well, we could hold the ball here, but there is an entire couple minutes left. Well, we could hold. To me, I don't want my team holding the ball unless we're inside of a minute. And even then, that's if there's a two-on-one, sure, hold it. If we got a three-on-one or more, go. Go. Because even if you miss, I'm going to trust that three of y'all can get the rebound against one person. I'm going to trust that. I'm going to sit that one on my spirit and think you'll be okay there. But this team didn't seem very committed to winning. Um, however, there were some bright moments. Where was this Mimi Collins all year? Where was this version? I, of I texted that to you. She finished with 14 and five. Some of the mm-hmm. best minutes we've seen from her all year. So yeah. in a big spot, she showed up, but again, the problem is where was everybody else? Yeah. 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 And again, I look at the seniors and I say, Hey, seniors, you need to show up. You need to do it. Between. Jakia Brown-Turner, Jada Boyd, and Camille Hobby. And here's the crazy part, right? Jada Boyd and Camille Hobby combined for five of eight from the field. Why did y'all not shoot more? I'm not understanding. I am very confused by this. And then you look at Jakia Brown-Turner for 10, 10 points. But again, the turnovers are what killed us. I so guess, not- yeah. It's hard to take shots when you keep giving away the ball. Yeah, yeah. Again, Sanaya Rivers, Isaiah James, River Baldwin, all with four apiece. Jakia Brown-Turner, Camille Hobby, Madison Hayes, both with two apiece. Jada Boyd and Mimi Collins, both with uh, a turnover each. So, you know, not a single player that played for NC State on this day did not have a turnover. Not a single one. Every single player that played for NC State lobbied themselves or got themselves a turnover in this game. And it's just like, again. What are we doing? What are we doing here? Because at the end of the day, we still had enough to win. The game was right there. But on that last possession, if you're inbounding the ball with four seconds left, if you're going to make a second pass, that player with the second pass who receives that pass after the inbound, you got to have a plan and go to it right away. Right away. And we've seen it before. We've seen it from other players. You remember Raina Perez, ACC championship. What was it, two years ago? The shot over Dana Evans? Yep. A plan, and she went to it. A plan. I get this ball, I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. Isaiah just, you know, she's young. She's young. She's got, what, three years of eligibility left after this? Yeah, just a freshman. And, again, like, it was tough to see her get injured. She eventually came back in later in the game, but – yeah. 
I mentioned it the other day. I, I, I felt like this could be like a coming out party for her. And with her going down with the injury, she was kind of in limited capacity. But she, you still in the in the the short amount of time that she did play, you still kind of saw what I was talking about. In she can be extremely effective and take over a game. Mm-hmm. And you also see the part where she is a, just a freshman and she's making a lot of freshman mistakes, wild ball handling at times, wild turnovers at times. So she's got a lot of areas to clean up her game. But if she's able to ter- make that next step. She and Sanaya both could be an absolute weaponry for this team moving forward next year. Absolutely. And Sanaya Rivers was another one of the uh, bright spots in this game, even though she had a, a um, few turnovers herself, seven points, 11 rebounders to lead or to tie for the lead with all play to tie the lead for all players, seven rebounds, 11, uh, I'm sorry, seven points, 11 rebounds, six assists in this game. And it was just like, again, there were there was so much good, but there were so many moments where it was just, ugh. and the announcer said it. They said that the next step in in figuring it out for Sanaya Rivers is her consistently hitting jump shots. For me, honestly, I don't even think it's the jump shooting for her. I think it's better ball handling. Get smoother with that handle. I agree. Get smoother with the playmaking. Ooh, I don't care if you can't shoot from outside of 10 feet. If you are as long as she is with her athleticism, her ability to defend and anticipate, people will look at this game. And if you just watch the box score, you'll say, well, uh, Caitlin Chen had 22 points on 25 shots, one of five from deep. Do you want to know why she was so inefficient? Because she had this amazing amazing defender named Sanaya on her for a lot of the game. You know what I mean? And, and at the end of the day, it's, it's again, it's very disappointing the, the way that it turned out because uh, when you look up and see that um, Gracie or Grace Stone was the player who ended up being tied for the um, tied for the leading scorer with uh, Caitlin Chin going seven of 18 from the field, five of 12 from deep. It's just very, Again, very disheartening, very disappointing. But you know, this is a this is a team that again I'm looking at and I'm like, this season, you know, it was a rebuilding or reloading year. I'm not, you know, I'm disappointed with the way everything went down, disappointed with the way this season ended. But again, I know Westmore have him back. I think uh I think this is a character building year. You know, yeah. I, I do agree it was a bit of a rebuild. I know that's kind of tough to to kind of pin that on them with the success they've had the past couple of years. But I think this was, in a way, good for people in a supporting role, like a Madison Hayes or Sanaya Rivers or uh, a Mimi Collins. I think this is the, – the struggle is going to be good for them moving forward. No question. Does Mimi Collins – she's out of eligibility, right? Or I, I want to say she's got one more year. She's got one more year. Really? I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I hope she does. Because if if she does a season like this, where you go through that adversity and basically not just learning how to win, but it's also a little bit of learning how to lose, because yeah. that'll propel Learn. you when you when you get these these freshman dogs we have coming in. When you get a little more talent, you get a little more you know team chemistry. You can get up and you can get right back off the mat and run with it. Hey, listen, so that's what I'm hoping we can develop into next season. No offense to Diamond Johnson, 
No offense to Rayner Perez. They know. They know I love him. They know. Oh, babyface Ray, you know I love you. You know I do. But we got a point guard coming in that's over 5'9". Mm. <laughs> you didn't have to do it, Lord. You didn't have to do it, but I'm so glad you did. Now, uh, long story short, this is just a very bad, no good Friday for the pack. It was a very bad. I believe baseball lost two on Friday. Am I? We lost two out of three to Virginia. Okay. So did they play on Friday or no? No, they, they, their, uh, their series was different. So they played Thursday, Friday, Saturday instead of Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wait, so they played Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Correct. Okay. So did they, did they win on Friday? No, they lost. Yeah. Okay. I I thought baseball lost too. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, And and our men's wrestling team apparently, you know, Uh, they came up short as well. They came up short, you know, it was a tough time. <laughs> Any other bad news you want to break, go ahead and do it now. It was a tough Friday. You know, if 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 your granny got three toes blown off in Vietnam, it probably happened on Friday too. It's just a, a very, very tough Friday. Very, very tough Friday. Uh, but it's all right. It's all right. I, again, I look at our men's team and I say, hey, this was best case scenario darn near. Like, let's, let's be very honest. If you were expecting a team to go from first 20 lost season in program history to final four, I would tell you that you need to stop doing what you're doing, especially if your job drug test. You, you, if you catch my drift here and they're cutting everything with stuff that'll kill you now. So stop it. Stop whatever you're doing. Okay. Um, the women's team. I mean, again, it's, not only a credit to Westmore, but a credit to these young women. In a season that they could have easily thrown their hand in and said, ah, whatever. Like, eh, Diamond's hurt. Eh, Jada's hurt. Eh, whatever. Ah, all these players transferring. We only got eight active players on the roster. Eh, we're good. We're good. They showed up, and they battled nonetheless. They showed up, and they battled. Was it perfect? No. Were there moments where you felt like, are they doing the thing? Are they throwing it in? Yes, absolutely. But again, to say that a first round exit in the NCAA tournament is like the floor, ain't a bad floor. That's I've seen lower floors. You're, you're dancing. You're dancing nonetheless. I've I've seen much lower floors. Looking at you, men's basketball last season. I've seen lower floors. So, you know, that's that's just my thought there. We're going to land this thing, um, but before we do, I've got to tell you all about uh, I've got to tell you all about FanDuel. Trust me, folks, it is America's number one sports book, and the tournament is heating up. New customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drain. Doesn't matter. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss out on the chance to get your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So, Grayson, we're we're gonna we're gonna land this thing here. I, I think again, you know. Hey, thank you to the players that are coming back. I don't I don't see anybody 
that's not coming back that I'm like, good riddance, happy trails, glad you're leaving. Great, hey, you do well wherever you go. You know, I'm 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 really looking around at these the seniors that we have leaving, um, and the players that we have leaving because, I mean, we we pretty much all know Traquavion ain't coming back for another year. You know what I mean? I I think he should. There's not, there's not been a little bit of discourse going around on that. Um, me personally, I think he's probably gone, but like you said, I think there's plenty of evidence that would back up why maybe he should consider otherwise. I mean, I'll tell you this. Everybody that I've talked to about it that's close to the situation has said that, that we've seen the last of him yeah. in, in the red and white. So that's, you know, take that for what it's worth. I've, I've got a few connects on the uh, basketball team that, you know, or in, you know, that are, that are, uh, what, what, what was the word that I can't remember who it was, but some reporter used uh, closely ingrained confidant. I've got a closely ingrained <laughs> confidant who, who revealed to me that we've, we've seen our last an inside man. Exactly. So you got an inside man that uh, revealed to me that we've probably seen him play his last basketball game. Uh, Jarkel Joyner, man, you made, you were half of one of the most. Salute to Jarkel, man. Exactly. Half of one of the most electric backcourts that we've ever, ever seen at NC State. And that is not hyperbole, not exaggerate. Like if you was were to say the top five in all time in NC State history, they'd definitely be in there. So, you know, um, salute to him. Uh, Jada Boyd, I believe, is she's probably – Yeah, she's gone. That's a tough one. That's that's a real tough one. Um, you know, it's, again, never fun, never fun. But these seniors, they've done a, they've done a ton. I believe that uh, – I believe that um, Jakia Brown-Turner and Camille Hoppy have another year eligibility. Am I – I think they're both out of here too. They're both out of here too? Yep. Oh, my. Wow. Wow. I thought they had COVID years. I thought they were – I think that's it for them. Mm. Well, yeah, um, those are two more that you hate to see leave, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, thank you to both of them. They both were a large part of laying the foundation uh, for what this team would become. And, you know, there's there's nothing but love there. And, hey, it is what it is. Um, this team, both teams and who they got coming back, I'm excited. And I have no doubt in my mind and in my heart and in my soul that both of these teams will be better next year. I have absolutely. I, I, I stand have by that as well. When I when I when I look at these teams, I look at the women's team and I see one of the best freshman classes that we've seen in some time coming in. And uh we remember what happened last time. Westmore had a dynamic freshman class that was led by a five star. We remember what happened last time. Sure do. And so, you know, we can get another one of those runs. You know, and and no offense to Liskune. This time, it's led by a five-star guard. It's a guard's game now. That's what everybody's telling me. That's what all the cool kids are saying. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, but anywho, thank you all so very much for coming out, Wolfpack Nation. I know it's a dark day. I know. I know it's a sad. Sad. It was a sad day in Wolfpack history on Friday. But it's all right. We'll be back. We'll be back. Baseball will be back. They'll, you know, they they won a game out the series. They avoid the sweep. They avoid the sweep. Wrestling will for sure be back. Come on now. Coach Pop will have those young men back. We, If we don't know nothing, shares the sunrise on the east and sets on the west. NC State wrestling is going to whoop some out. We know that. We know that. You know, they'll be back. Both of these teams, Kevin Keats, you know, we, we hope that there's continued success and all that here. And, again, I think DJ Burns is going to develop a right hand over this offseason. And, boy, the nation's going to be in trouble. Don't let that happen. 
I'll tell you that much. But anywho, peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. Go Pack. You are locked on NC State. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you.